comes to digital content creation, there's a lot of podcasts popping up, a lot of bloggers, a lot of people start YouTube channels, just a lot of people want to be creatives, which is awesome. But the challenge comes with marketing, getting it out there, and there's people who are designated to help do that. So we have a special guest in the building. Tula is her name. She is Miss Louisiana, United States, 2018. Had a pleasure of going to college with her for at least two years, University of Maryland, is you sure? It's dope to connect with her on this episode again. She's awesome. She's been doing this for a minute, knows what she's doing. She's been able to grow a lot of brands for the government and for the private sector and for athletes. So Tula in the building, we got a special guest. Keep it locked after this intro. We're getting to this talk with Tula. You don't want to miss it. This is Stuck in Middle Podcast. I'm your host, Flex. Let's get it. <laughs> so I, I know for you, you know, after after the murder of Trevor Martin, that's, you know, it's been a couple of years now. The coverage of the situation by the mainstream media didn't, didn't really sit well with you. And that was, you know, in part of majority, the driving factor of why, why you chose to get into TV. What was the first step that you took to, you know, saying like starting to build your brand? Um, yeah, so I definitely, you know, I'm all about being the change you want to see. And I did not appreciate how the media tried to make Trayvon Martin turn into, you know, the victim. So, you know, I thought it needed to be more of our voices present, the young black voice present. So I just started, I started my own blog. It was called sheislauren.com. I had a blog talk uh, radio show. I was still in school. I was getting my degree in broadcast journalism. So as I was learning to be a journalist, I was actively applying the skills and you know, it was something I was passionate about. So I just got started and from there, just kept doing it. <laughs> and you've been doing it for like, you know, a couple months now, a couple years, you've been killing it. For those who are unfamiliar with who Tula is, you know, who, who is Tula? Ah, Tula is a woman of many hats, so. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Lauren Poindexter. Tula is actually my nickname. It's my host name and it's what you guys know me by. Um, I am a media personality. I'm the 2018 Miss Louisiana United States. I'm also a digital content creator and a digital lifestyle coach. Um, I'm an HBCU grad. Hey! hey. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. Hawk, yes. right? Look, even though I tell people I'm a bull hawk or a hawk dog because I went to UMES, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. I believe maroon and gray, but I also have yeah, to yeah, yeah. state. That's where I graduated. Um, so right. yeah, I love my HBCUs. I respect it. Respect it. Listen, um, digital content creator. You know what? What, what exactly is that? Yeah, so, you know, um, I have a lot of backgrounds, a lot of talents and a lot of skills. And I was like, how can I package this into something simple? Mm -hmm. um, I have a background in PR. I used to be a public affairs specialist for the Department of Army and Department of Defense for over nine years. And um, I love creating content and mm -hmm. content editing videos. So I had to learn how to shoot and edit my own videos for Tula Talks. Um, social media content, writing, websites. So when I say digital content creator, literally anything digital in its content, I know how to create. Um, mm -hmm. And that's that's one title that I just use content creation as another source of journalism. Um, so when I put out content, I'm telling the story or I'm spreading information to educate or inspire my audience. Um, I'm also a mental health advocate. So I try to put out content that, you know, 
brings awareness to things that you may not have known or to connect you to resources that you may need. So yeah, when it comes to digital content creation, that's what I do. Um, I teach people how to create content for themselves also. And uh, yeah, it's, I, did I answer that correctly? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so, you know, like just, you know, you, you mentioned you teach people and that's one of the things that you do, you know, teaching people uh, how to create content. How, you know, two-part question, how do you see us, you know, especially this generation consuming media and when people come to Tula for consultation, as far as like, you know, hey, I got this brand I'm trying to grow, what what did they, what did they gain? Like what's the, what's some of the things that they, they are coming into uh, to gain from you? Yeah, okay, um, so the, so when it comes to, the, that's definitely a two-fold question. So mm -hmm. when it comes to our generation consumer media, uh, we are a very fast-paced, not necessarily fact-checking the media we mm -hmm. do. Um, and we consume a lot of media. We consume funny stuff. I mean, me personally, I get sucked into the rabbit hole of funny videos on Instagram, <laughs> Beyonce videos, um, just quick clips, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I pay attention to longer clips that are good quality or they're talking about something of substance, like it's catching my attention. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, our generation, we have a very short attention span and, um, we have to make sure we're doing our due diligence to research the information we are receiving. Mm -hmm. And I just went on a rant about this a couple of weeks ago uh, as bloggers, or even if you're someone who's producing content, you wanna make sure that you're fact checking the stuff before you send it out to the world as well, because not everyone is going to fact check the information you put out and you don't wanna mm -hmm. put out things that are clickbait. Mm -hmm. That's annoying. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to, um, me teaching people about content. So when you when you come to me and say, hey, Tula, I need your help. So the Transforming You, we are a, a strategic agency and we produce content, we produce courses, and we produce services that solve our clients' pain points. Mm -hmm. So with the, with, the, um, with the course, I'm teaching people literally how to take their ideas and turn it into something tangible. So I'm teaching people how to figure out what your mission statement is, how to actually create the content. A lot of people feel like they have to use uh, expensive cameras. Guess what? If you have a phone, that's all you need. That's literally all you need. So I, I teach people how to utilize that, how to not only create the package, but put it all together and how to disperse it online to increase your engagement because you can spend all this time on a beautiful, beautifully edited video or graphic. And if you don't know how to properly post it, put your captions, right time, no one's gonna see it. And let's right. be honest, social media is a constantly changing beast. Like Instagram, their algorithm has gone, I was gone for like a month working mm -hmm. on a project and I came back and I'm just like, dude, what is happening right now? What happened like, IG, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know which way it's up, which way it's down. I'm like, dude, what, what, what is going on? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's um a little bit that you get in my course as far as services. So I, again, so this is where my PR stuff comes into mind. Remember, I did public affairs for the Department of the Army. So I help people with media pitching. I don't really advertise this too much, um, but I help people with media pitching. Mm -hmm. um, 
crisis events. Like if it's a, if it's a crisis and you need help getting things averted, I help with that. Mm -hmm. um, social media management. So if, if you're looking for someone to take over your social media accounts, create content for you, I offer those services as well. And I also offer uh, brand development, like social media, digital brand development for people. Um, mm -hmm. So those are the services that I'm offering right now. I have a, a few more things up my sleeves. And it works. <laughs> but yeah, right now, if you come to Tula and you're like, hey, I need help, those are the areas that um, I can help you with. And I actually, I just helped a uh, NFL agent. He launched his own company, him and his partner, and I helped them with their uh, social media campaign for the launch, gearing up for the launch, got some media buzz. So I was excited because that was my first like sports client. Um, mm -hmm. So that was pretty fun. I was like, okay. It was like, yeah, girl, you... You really do know what you're doing. Like, you know how sometimes mm. you feel like, uh, I know what I'm doing, but, uh, and yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Calm down. You got man. it. You got it. Nah, and that's why, that's why, you know what I'm saying? That's why you're here talking about it. Cause we definitely recognize that you've been doing it for a minute. You mentioned crisis averted. It's funny. Cause uh, I just saw in the media, uh, army based Twitter website, they liked, uh, uh, only fans uh pictures and stuff like that like one, the, the admin of the twitter account was liking and commenting on a adult content creators uh, instagram so there's some crisis that it could have hit two of to clear that was right a big army yeah 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 no it was it was a branch in dallas and their admin of the account the dallas branch was Ooh. engaging in talk on twitter yeah. with yeah so they could have hit you all right there see rule number one never put government accounts on your personal phone <laughs> get get a separate phone mm -hmm. for work because things like that can happen uh, yeah but you mentioned um you mentioned you know uh you know creating content you know and clickbait and things like that do you struggle with that as far as like clickbait because you know it's so it's, it's e quote unquote easy to get the views get the likes and things like that or you know there's a level of integrity that you, you create your content with yeah, no, me personally, I I try not to do clickbait. Like if it has absolutely nothing to do with the story, I'm not going to put it in there. So, you know, it's an art to getting people to click on your content without mm -hmm. it having to be clickbait. Um, using search engine optimization keywords is one thing that I actually teach my students. So what that is, is basically using keywords in your headlines or in your articles that will pop up in Google. So mm -hmm. for example, if we are, let's say um, Barack Obama is visiting Parkerville's elementary school, right? Mm -hmm. um, instead of saying former president visits local elementary school, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's like a generic title Mm, that may work mm -hmm. for a newspaper, but for digital content, you want to use those keywords. Barack Obama, that's the keyword. That's a search engine friendly mm -hmm. word. The mm -hmm. name of the actual um, school, you know, use the name instead of saying it's a local place. So mm -hmm. just different things like that. When you use those keywords, you don't have to create clickbait, you know, clickbait. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, some, some companies do that because that's just how they work. Like you see that more in like tabloids or mm. gossip. Yeah, like me personally, <laughs> I try to keep things um, real. Like I try to be transparent. I don't want to sucker people into my website and make them think that they're reading something 
and they get there and it's not because you put a bad taste in people's mouth when you do that like i know me personally if i when i've clicked on clickbait and it's not what i thought it was i'm like so the next time they post something i don't even want to go and click because it might be clickbait again you know Mm. you don't want to ruin your credibility with your audience and i think Mm. right now everyone is online everyone wants to be a a journalist or influencer and so now more than ever you have to be credible and stand out and so hey if i if i get less views because i chose to have a ethical headline then so be it i'll do that Mm. versus having a clickbait headline and getting a whole bunch of views and ruining my credibility yeah speaking of standing out you you when you actually set out you audition you know, saying for a couple of networks and were reje- was rejected. And I believe was rejected one because, you know, somebody said you didn't have enough followers. Like, what did that do for you? And how, how did that shape who you are right now, your brand right there? Yeah, you know, honestly, I was salty. Like when, when that happened, um, I was at a conference in Miami and I was like a perfect, I knew it was a perfect fit for the brand and what they were, um, what they were doing, but they were looking for people who had big numbers on social media mm-hmm. and at the time I didn't have that. And the person or the people that they were bringing on, it was just like, like no shade. And when I say, I mean that like absolutely no shade, but it was just like, you guys are literally just bringing these people on for numbers and it's like mm-hmm. you know you can you can you can tell the difference with people who are actual journalists um and people who are just there um mm-hmm. you can definitely tell the difference but you know it, it just put something and put like a fire under my butt and basically mm-hmm. saying listen just do you like hey you you're not going with this outlet there they don't want you right now which is cool just keep working on you build up your brand and it is what it is like I don't I don't I shouldn't have to jeopardize my integrity or who I am or pose like in things that are not me you know um Mm -hmm. in order to get views or likes or attention like no I'm gonna make my entrance in this industry my way staying true to who I am and it took me longer but that's okay because now I'm getting you know like the recognition and not even the recognition but I'm people are noticing like oh she's on this caliber like oh mm-hmm. when she shows up she shows up in this way and mm-hmm. so i would i would much rather get recognized for being my authentic self um than not you know so it, yeah it may have taken me a little bit longer to get on certain red carpets but you know once i showed up i showed up and, mm-hmm. and people were like oh who is she oh mm-hmm. i like her work oh she responds to her emails oh she actually posts when she says she's going to post you know so it's it's not about being the I wasn't in a rush to get in those doors. Yeah, I wanted it to happen, but you know, it's cool because I know once I do get in the room, it's no turning back. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of been like my motto. Like, it's cool if I get denied this year. That's sorry. Right. It just wasn't meant for me to be there. Hey, if I get there next year, they'll know that I'm there. That's that's my thing. Once I'm there, you gonna know I'm there. And I respect it. And you don't you don't you don't be on some red carpets. Let me tell you. But what's what's been you know what I'm saying like. One of the biggest difficulties in building, you know, your brand, Tool Talks Entertainment LLC. Yeah, so um, I think for me, one of the biggest difficulties, especially starting out, was not knowing what you don't know. Mm. Like sometimes you just don't know what you don't know, and um, I found that some people kind of saw me as like a threat. And I didn't see myself as that because I'm just like, I don't even, you know, like I'm not even at that person's level. Like I'm trying to 
just get the hang of things and I did find like a lot of people being phony in a sense like oh yeah hey sis but they're really not trying to help you mm-hmm. or and and the thing is I wasn't even looking for like a handout like I had like legit questions and you know I, I don't mind doing the work um but I did find that some people they want you to do good but not as good as them so mm-hmm. I would say that was probably like the most difficult thing at first is actually finding a tribe within the entertainment industry that were genuine with, mm-hmm. when it comes to females. Um, mm-hmm. And once I got a part of WEEN, so that stands for the Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network. Once I went through their program, it connected me with a sisterhood of girls who were in the entertainment industry and we have each other's back. And mm-hmm. you know, when I have questions or trying to figure something out, I can ask someone and, and when someone else has a question, I can answer for them. So that was probably one of the like pivotal turning points for me when it came to the entertainment industry um, because you need people you know you cannot do things on your own this this industry is all about relationships and partnerships and and building genuine connections with people you know mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time if you're coming in here just to like be a star or get on the top or use people it, it it's not gonna work mm-hmm. it's not people see through that people want to deal with genuine folks um, yeah, I think that was probably one of my biggest hurdles. And then to balancing a full-time demanding nine to five and also figuring out like the entertainment stuff at the same time. So those are probably my top two hurdles when it came to getting my foot in the door. Hmm. Uh, and talk about your resilience, you know, especially during this pandemic, we're about nine months into this now, you know what I mean? Like talk about, you know, how you, you've been able to, you know, stay afloat during this pandemic and you know, be resilient. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna tell you this. I I left the government um, last year, mm. beginning of last year. I took Sheesh. that leap. Of faith. Yeah, so I was with the government for almost a little over nine years. Took that leap of faith to pursue my my career in entertainment full time, and you know other ventures as an entrepreneur. And I felt like 2019 2019 was a year, a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but I felt like once I really started to get things going and you know I'm, I'm making the right connections with people meeting the right people like becoming friends genuine friends with you know I'm finally finding my tribe and finding my rhythm and things are finally going and then boom COVID hits mm-hmm. and I'm like <laughs> okay well I can't be booked and busy if I can't leave the house like what's happening right now you know yeah. And so I did, I took, and it was interesting because I had already started to do Instagram live interviews with people back in like October of 2019. So mm-hmm. I had already started to like pivot digitally because I was like, I can't travel everywhere. That's expensive. Um, I took a slight little break when it came to doing interviews, but I started to just pick it up again. You know, just, I saw that, Hey, people were bored in the house or people were dealing with, um, you know, different mental health crisis. So I would try to do things to put out information to just keep people afloat, you know, do my part um, to keep content coming. I, I was doing things with the Black News Channel, was was doing weekly segments with them. So that helped me kind of stay busy on the entertainment front. Um, but in reference to like in-person events, that's not happening. You know, mm-hmm. I was able to pivot and host um BYOB's their digital summit this year so they had a digital summit and it was a closed set and even that I was like freaking out because I'm like I wasn't around people like I have not really been around people this entire pandemic so it was a closed set 
we kept our distance. It was fun. It was great. It was great to be back on set. Um, but yeah, I've I've been just honestly pivoting. Like, and, mm. and recently these different virtual red carpets have come to play. So I will say this. I was able to interview Kirk Franklin. I peeped. I peeped. Yeah, and <laughs> for the Stella Awards. Like, when I tell you I was pressed, I was mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> like, they're literally in my living room right now. Like, virtually, but they're in my living room right now, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, just taking those little, little moments, you know, it's and it's been, it's been sprinkles of moments. Like, again, I haven't been busy, 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 but those times that I, I am busy or I'm, I'm booked for something this year, especially, it's it's been amazing. I've been able to cover the, um, the Soul Train Awards and the Black Music Honors. You know, I got to speak with um with the Clark sisters for crying out loud like mm-hmm. what you know and I didn't have to stand on a red even though I missed the red carpet mm-hmm. so so much but I didn't have to stand on the red carpet for hours before I could ask my question so it's like you know it's pros and cons for everything yeah, but yeah, yeah. that's how I've been able to, to pivot and just really mm-hmm. tune in and see what my audience needs for me um yeah because you know I don't want to talk to myself or I don't want to put out something that my audience doesn't need. Like what pain mm-hmm. point I saw for them. So that's, that's right. really how I've been able to pivot this year during this pandemic. And throughout your career, you've been, you know, say like able to speak, speak to some heavy hitters. I'm talking Razz from B2K, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, the late Congressman John Lewis, I believe, Kirk Franklin, like you mentioned, Jonathan McReynolds. The question is who's behind this engine? You know what I mean? Like how, what is your workflow like? You know, how do you make, these stuff happen. They send out the emails and phone calls and things like that. <laughs> God. No, um, no, seriously though. But um, I mean, you know, these different rare carpets. So a lot of a lot of the heavy hitters come from well before 20, 2020, the pandemic, a lot of these interactions came from covering events. You know, mm-hmm. showing up on the red carpet, showing up prepared. And you know, to me, celebrities, they're people like celebrities are humans they're people just like me and you you know and yes i admire i i I have my fan moments and it's more so like i admire their work i admire them as a person you know um not just because they're celebrities so when i show up you know i put myself it's like if i'm a genuine especially if i'm a genuine fan and it's like, yeah, I'm going to ask those questions. Like, what do people want to hear? You know, and I don't want to ask the basic question, like the same question everyone else is going to ask. I try to ask questions that tie back into mental health awareness or tie back into the importance of uh, us participating in politics or, you know, if there's something happening in their lives, you know, I try to bring that up too. But yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's just it's just a combination of just being prepared and just being my authentic self. Um, I'm a people person, so when I'm on that on that red carpet and getting ready to interview people, hey, I'm gonna let my personally personality shine through, um, and I think that they can see that as well. So just that like even exchange of just hey, how are you today? You know, just treating them as a person and asking your question. Um, you know, I've, I've I've been blessed. I will say that I've definitely been blessed to be in in rooms and in spaces with some amazing people and. You know, thank God that I took the time to prepare myself for those moments, mm-hmm. um, because if you're not, not everyone can handle that pressure, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, God, because <laughs> I don't approve myself to get on media list or you know different things. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
And recently, you know, saying like, you know, we were talking before we started recording. You were out in Hawaii, you know, working on the project. Is that exclusive? Can you drop, you know, what I'm saying, drop the juice, right? I'm stuck in the middle. What's up? <laughs> what's 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 the what's the what's the scoop? The way that that NDA is signed and set up, <laughs> the way that contract is set up. I ain't trying to get no signs, no. But um, I will say um, 2021. Maybe the beginning of 2021. I literally don't even have the date yet, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to get real. And and you guys are going to see me in a new light, but the same light, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I worked on a project that was totally out of my norm. Um, y'all going to like it. You're in for a treat. I'll, I'll have to come back on here when I can actually talk about it because I literally cannot say anything. Mm. Um, but y'all are in for a treat. It's, it's going to be fun. Hey, man, listen, whenever you're ready, you can pull up and talk about it. You know what I mean? But speak to speak to, the, you know, that that young lady or, you know, um, you know, peer right now that's struggling to, you know, identify and connect with their audience. What are some, you know, techniques in identifying and find, finding your audience? Especially, we know, when markets that are getting saturated as we receive and things like that. And, you know, it's definitely hard breaking through that noise. So how do you find and identify with your audience and connect with them? Yeah, so, um, I would say, um, so if you're struggling to identify and connect with your audience, I would say pause for a second and ask them, hey, what do you, what do you want to see from me? What do you like from me so far? And what do you want to see more of? and take their suggestions and pivot um Mm. that's probably the easiest way to do that even when it comes to the content that you put out already Mm -hmm. excuse me look at your analytics see what kind of posts do better over other things which posts are getting more engagement and do more of it you know um as a creator and as especially if if you're an artist and a creator you know we we sensitive about our stuff and so sometimes we have things that we want to put out that we love but maybe our audience doesn't want to see that from us maybe they want to see more of you doing something else so you know you have to be um willing to pivot and not be so stuck in your idea because at the end of the day we're creating stuff for people you know it if no one's listening to us we're just talking to ourselves so yeah. i think that's probably my biggest advice is to just take a moment and do a survey you can do you can do a survey on social media or uh through your email newsletter if you have one but you know get feedback from your audience because at the end of the day those are your consumers those are the ones that are engaging or not engaging with you so hear what they're saying take it into consideration and and apply it to the, the future content you create hmm. i want to pivot a little bit you know saying talk about you know first of all for those who are listening uh Tula and myself went to you know like she mentioned earlier the same university uh for the first two years or year at least university of maryland i did not know you from the loop because you know i'm like yo miss Louisiana 2018, like, you know, you from Louisiana or Maryland? Which family from down there? Okay, okay. So, so I'm I'm from I'm from Maryland, born in DC, raised in Maryland. I moved to Atlanta actually, like in high school, but okay, yeah. I'm from Maryland. I bleed Old Bay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have family that's um, from Louisiana, and that's actually how I was able to represent. Um, the state of Louisiana and the Miss United States um, national pageant back in 2018. Mm. What, what was your platform on? What did you run on? 
So um, my platform was mental health advocate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to raise awareness and to be that bridge between mental health professionals and those who need their services. Mm. Congratulations, yo! You know, saying Miss uh, Miss Louisiana United States 2018. That's that's huge, man. That's huge. I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, but you know, you've uh, dedicated your life not only as Miss Louisiana United States 2018 visual life coach. How do you balance it all? You know, I know you know with a pandemic. It's a little bit easy because we home can respond to emails, but you know, like you mentioned, you got a bunch of different hats. How do you how do you balance it all? Oof. Again, Jesus, cause <laughs> let me tell you, I need to get an intern. I need to get a team. Um, you know, um, I had a team in place at one point as far as like a publicist, some interns, and um things were running smoothly. This is when I was working a nine to five. Um, but since I've been on my own, I've really been doing a lot of stuff myself, me and my assistant, but I do need to get um, another full-time team because I'm realizing like, it's a lot, you know, right now I'm doing everything. I'm editing, packaging my social media, running my social media. I'm the talent, you know, I'm the finance person. I'm this, I'm, I'm just doing it all. Um, and it's good to know these skills, but I do find myself now more than ever being stretched too thin and I'm not enjoying the process. Um, and it's taken away from me focusing on scaling what we're doing. And I think I'm at the point now where the business structure, things are in place. And now we just need to bring on a team to keep things going so then we can scale. Um, because you don't want to scale too too big and you're not able to keep up with things. But yeah, um, some of the tools I use though for me just to stay organized, I use Trello. I'm I'm really big. I had to learn to be a planner because I'm a procrastinator at heart. I'm a professional procrastinator. Like I will do things last minute and it'll, it'll be done and it'll be great. But um, to ease my anxiety when it's just a whole lot going on, I've had to learn to schedule out things, um, write out my to-do list and make sure that stuff is done in advance, especially when I'm working with other people, because it's not fair to them for me to throw a project on them last minute because I'm used to doing stuff last minute. So I've had to really like learn time management, um, learn how to, how to plan in advance and get things done. Um, especially, you know, when it is just you, just to alleviate that pressure, if you could do it, just knock it out. So mm -hmm. that, that's yeah. how I've been able same. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to heat you up for them too. It's Trello. I, I just learned that one. That's new for me. I'm like, you know, you're gonna have to send me the list of everything. <laughs> we got Trello technology. Yeah. Trello is an app. You can use it on your phone and on your computer. So, mm -hmm. I, and I still yeah. use my agenda also. I have a like a hard copy agenda as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've been, you've been, you know, saying like been able to work in a lot of different cities. Which is your favorite? You know, is it a DMV, Atlanta, Hawaii? What's your favorite city to work in? Ooh. You know, mm, I so when it comes to entertainment stuff, um, that's a really good question. I want to say my favorite city, like overall, is New Orleans. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something about that city. It's just I feel at peace and at home there, honestly. Um, but when it comes to just different entertainment stuff, um. LA is definitely a fun city. New York is fun. I love New York. New York is definitely fun, especially in the summertime. Um, LA, a lot can happen out there. 
a lot happens in LA very mm. quickly. I, I I think it's a tie between LA, New York, and New Orleans, honestly. I dig it. I dig it. Listen, I we got them three. It's a tie. Like yeah, that. Let, let, Atlanta's getting popping. Atlanta's popping. Yeah. <laughs> so I got three questions for you as we as we you know saying like wrap up this in this this episode. Uh, definitely want to thank you first of all for joining us. I think you know people connecting with you would you know get a lot of tremendous uh, insight as far as like building a digital brand. Shout out your social media and all that good stuff for people who are listening right now who want to connect with you. Yeah, so um, if you want to stay connected with me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tula on TV. Um, you can go to my website, tulatalks.com. There you can literally find everything you need to know about me, my background. You can find um, my services if you click on the Transforming You or go to tulatalks.com slash learn. You can find out all about the Transforming You, the services we offer. If you think that uh, you may be someone who will benefit from one of my services or my course, uh, you can definitely book a consultation call and I would love to get on the phone with you to see how I can help service you. Um, yeah, follow me on YouTube. One of my goals is definitely to grow YouTube uh, within the next few months, especially for 2021. I put stuff on there, but I haven't really pushed it. I'm like, girl, you need to do better. And I need to do better with Facebook. It's so terrible. I'm I'm like a social media expert and guru, but sometimes I neglect my own pages because I'm <laughs> working on other people's stuff. And I'm like, girl, Cut it out. Do better. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do better on YouTube and Facebook. I promise. So yeah. Tula Talks Entertainment LLC in three years. Where do you see it? Say that again. So Tula Talks Entertainment LLC in three years. Where do you see it? Um. So, I mean, just Tula in general. So I see my brand scaling. You know, mm-hmm. I see myself producing more programs um, that are helping to solve people's pain points, especially when it comes to relationships and healing. So sneak peek, this can be an exclusive for you guys. 2021, I'm definitely going to be working on um, different programs that explore just the journey that I went through when um, I was engaged and when I ended the engagement and just that journey of healing and the importance of healing and knowing who you are as an individual you know, before you get into a relationship or jump into something else, because it, we're, we're, we are meant to be single, you know, for periods of time. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that can happen when you do realize like the power you have as a single person and you're able to grow closer with God and just really stand firm on your own two feet. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm definitely working on something that, um, trying to figure out how I can use my story and the, the different things that I've learned to help other people, avoid going through the pain that I went through. So um, keep an eye open for that. And I see, honestly, I see that in itself taking off. You know, Mm. I I may write a book from it. I I may Mm. come up with this, but I I definitely see that helping thousands of women and men, especially young women and men, um, again, to not go through the same trouble that I went through, you know, like, Mm. hey, use my story as as a learning point instead of going through the fire yourself. So yeah, in three mm-hmm. years, I definitely see myself being a household name, married, you know, I ain't gotta worry about bills, debt paid off, I can take care of my family and friends and, you know, like 
just low key. Like I, I don't necessarily want to be famous, but I want the uh, benefits that come from it. The, the, the check, the bag, the access, <laughs> you know, the, the resources, but I don't need to be on nobody's shade room. I can mm-hmm. play. I'm good with all that. I don't want nobody in my business, but yeah, that's where I see myself in, in about three years with some babies too. At least mm-hmm. one, at least at one. Least- at least some kiddos running around. What are your uh, top three worship songs of the year? I'm curious. Ooh, um, so will I. Osby, or what's his name? Um, Osby. I don't know. I mess up his name. So will I. So will Number I. That's like one of my favorites. And um, Osby Berry. That's his name. Mm-hmm. So Will I is, is, is one of my freaking favorite songs. Um, I love listening to Joseph Solomon when he does different mm. covers, different worship, worship music. I love listening yeah, to he's tough. He's tough. Um, I would say also to, um, what is the name of that song? Um, Cause you're doing it all again. Dun, dun, dun. Jonathan it's uh I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that one. It's Todrick. Is it? Is his name? Is it Todrick? No, it's not Todrick. Todd Dunley. Oh, okay. Okay. Todd Dunley doing it all again. Um, those are those are like my top ones. Um, I don't. I, got, I don't think I know the third one. I'm definitely check that one out. I got a whole worship playlist. If you go on my YouTube and you just type in Tulis 2020 worship playlist, like they're on there. <laughs> Bad. That's my homework. Now, listen, we appreciate you kicking it with us on Stuck Middle Podcast to a definitely, definitely incredible conversation. Wish you the best in your, you know, endeavors and that definitely pull up, pull up again whenever you know you want. And look, I just want to take a moment to, to congratulate you on your book, Thank all of your you. success with your book, Thank the you. things that you are doing with your podcast. Like, listen, I know, I know you're giving me my flowers, but I want to give you your flowers as well i've i've seen you over the years you know your transitions you you've always been on the grind you know you're very talented so i'm very proud of everything you're doing and i'm excited for the stuff you have coming in the future too appreciate it now that's 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 love i appreciate it thank you so much <laughs> no problem. listen if y'all enjoyed what y'all heard what y'all listened on youtube apple podcast spotify hit the subscribe button hit the ringer so you get updates every time we drop something new and uh, do a screenshot, send a link to your ex, your mama, your auntie, your uncle, WhatsApp, all that good stuff. Thank y'all so much for checking this episode out. New episode next week, of course. Uh, AK, Ma, Achiri, the whole team, thank you for making this episode happen. SITMPodcast.com is the website, and we are out.